everybody, this is Rowdy from the Inclusive Activism Podcast, and I am getting to you just now about the 2020 election. I've been sharing a lot of stuff about the 2020 election. I've been sharing voter guides, who to vote for, the Maricopa Community College District thing was really important. But I was having a hard time finding my voice with the election because I didn't want to just say, like, it's super important to vote, in my opinion, for Joe Biden because I don't know if we'll have the opportunity to vote again if you don't. Um, cause I felt like that was like enough, but I, I need to do, I do need to tell you that I do need to talk about some local propositions. Uh, but I'm going to spend a lot of the time in this podcast talking about what to expect after the election. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what I think you need to get to do now, but on the election, um, what I did is I really did vote pretty much straight democratic ticket. Um, I know, uh, if you've listened to me or Calvin before, you'll hear us talk about that. We're not a big fan of partisanship. The only reason I'm picking this is because uh, I'm worried that if no one holds the potential dictator in chief accountable, because uh, like if if Trump wins the popular vote and if we can get the Senate, then possibly he could be impeached. Uh, but I'm worried uh, that potentially he's never going to leave office, and I'm worried that he's going to continue to exploit the country. I'm worried he's going to continue to exploit his followers. So this is part of the reason why I share this with you too. So I wrote pretty much down the, the straight democratic ticket. Locally in the election, I was a hard yes on 208. That's an easy one. Um, I was yes on Prop 446 and 444, which was about budget. And another one was about creating high quality healthcare jobs, which I am a fan of as well. And then the prop, the proposition that was like a little bit hinky or weird was Prop 207, in my opinion. With Prop 207, it was about legalized marijuana. Some people don't like that because it funds police. Yes, that sucks. Although it does uh, allow for the opportunity to continue to push for defunding in that we can start to take uh, city resources to other spaces because, you know, they're going to not just not pay for police and we're going to be in a budget shortfall and so if uh, prop 207 legal marijuana passes this is a good opportunity to defer some of that budget stuff or cuts to other areas because you know they're not going to cut the police at the city phoenix council i mean that's just the truth i wish i could tell you something different with that um also some people are not voting for it because it doesn't help people of color enough is that true it is absolutely true i wish i could tell you it's not true it is absolutely 100 percent totally true the reason I am voting for it is because there are specific measures in that that begin the process of decriminalizing the use of uh, recreational marijuana. Some people say, well, it's not going to matter for people of color anyway because there's systemic racism. Um, and I'm like, well, I don't like, is that going to be a factor? Yes, absolutely. It is. Um, but I also think it's kind of horrible to be like, well, anybody should go to jail, um, even if you're not a person of color because of uh, the criminalization of marijuana. Plus, I do feel like it will set some legal precedent in which we can use to fight back against um, the current criminalization of marijuana against the people of color. Like, you have to understand, change doesn't happen as fast as we hope it will, and there is no plan in place to do anything about the criminalization of marijuana against loads and loads of people of color. This potentially sets some legal precedent to uh, stop getting so many people thrown in jail. Also, I would think people of color don't want white people thrown in jail for uh recreational marijuana, right? Like, so again, I think long-term it can be, like the legal precedent can be used to help people of color, um, given what with what will happen with white people and that they will not be arrested at the same rate for the same stuff. 
Um, also, I think the law will help to help uh, folks overturn some of those issues. And um, all, just in general, here's the reason I'm voting for it. Is it a less than perfect bill? Yes. I begin. It, I do believe it begins to set precedent to help people not be thrown in jail needlessly by the for-profit prison system uh, just because they want to smoke some weed. I don't smoke weed. That's not my jam. That's not my deal. But I think it should be perfectly legal if you want to. And if we open that door, the door is only going to get wider over time uh, as it gains more and more acceptance. Again, a lot of problems in the bill, but I don't think we can uh, easily cast aside the decriminalization thing. Uh, however, if you're going to vote for Prop 207, you got to vote for Gunnigal. Uh, locally, the Democratic Attorney General Prosecutor, because she's going to be the person that um, hopefully keeps more people of color out of the prison system. So that's what I got on that. Is there anything? Oh, yes, on judges. Do your research on judges. Uh, there's some really good stuff by Equality Arizona. There's some stuff that I share on Facebook on the Inclusive Activism podcast about judges. I have heard people say, just vote all the judges out. I don't think that's very cool, because what if my job as a college professor was up for a vote, and you didn't know anything about me, and you were like, well, we should just vote them all out. That's not cool, because like, I do a good job, and I try to do a good job, and there's some, and most judges try to do a good job, um, and there's some judges that are problematic, but you need to take the time to do the research to figure out who those people are. Don't just vote them out, because... Like, what if you were doing your job well, and nobody knew if you were doing your job well, and they said, hey, we should just vote you out. That's not cool. That's not fair. That's just lazy on your part, and I don't think that's cool. That's not what inclusive activism is all about. So with that, what am I really talking to you about with the podcast, right? Oh, other things to say. Uh, if you have not put your ballot in the mail at this time, then you need to take it to a Dropbox location in the Maricopa Community College area. Uh, I, I'm sorry, in the Maricopa County District, uh, Arizona-wide. Again, if you have not put it in the mail, you need to drop that sucker off in person at one of those Dropbox locations or pretty much at any early voting location. There will be a ballot Dropbox for you. Um, so you have until the 3rd, but don't put it in the mail because I don't think they're going to count it if it's in the mail at this point. So walk it on down there. There's a tons of locations open locally. Uh, also, I believe if you're listening to this in any other space and you're still in the United States, I do believe you need to drop your ballot off. I don't think you could put it in the mail at this point and know for sure that your vote will get counted. So don't just keep this information to yourself. Share this information with everyone else. Uh, one last personal plug uh, for the Maricopa Community College District governing board. Um, please vote for Thor and please vote for Jacqueline Smith. Um, we have some people that are attempting to defund the Maricopa Community College District. They're telling the state legislature we don't need any money. Um, we don't need money for computers. We don't need money for building updates. Uh, some of our buildings uh, could be considered condemned, but it's hard because our governing board won't even put a bond out there. A bond is just loaned money that we pay back over time. Uh, to fix up our buildings and we need to fix those buildings because they could be condemned and we're gonna pay for buildings that should be potentially condemned um, either way. So we might as well fix them up, right? Uh, so also, so remember Thor and Jacqueline Smith, super important uh, because that helps me educate the youth of the world. It helps uh, create a positive, a bunch of, like it says like for every dollar you spend on the Maricopa Community College District and I looked up how much I spend in my property taxes, I want to say it was like 14 bucks. My house is valued at $300,000. Um, and they say for every dollar I spend, you get $5 back in boosting the economy. So again, I think that's a good deal for you. I think it's a good deal for everybody. All right, so 
post-election. Right now, I think and it, that you should begin to start to get some food and to start to make sure you have plenty of water. Uh, get stuff that you need from the grocery store, but don't go bananas. Just get like two or three weeks worth of stuff. Um, I've heard already that Costco is starting to sell out of toilet paper. I don't know why. Toilet paper is like the the thing that humanity must have in order to soldier forward. But we got beans, we got rice, uh, we got uh, chicken broth, stuff like that, whatever we would need to kind of cook for the next couple weeks um, because I am worried about some post-election unrest. And so uh, I'm not trying to freak you out, although I am wearing the scary Halloween shirt today, uh, but I want you to be prepared for what might happen. Also, I'm worried uh, that thing might be a little bit sketchy on election day. I do think some people are gonna show up to guns with guns there. I don't think you should not go, and I really don't think you should overly worry about the people that show up with the guns, because there's gonna be a lot of people around that are expecting the guys with the guns to come, and they cannot intimidate you or stop you from voting. And the other part is, I want you to go, I want you to vote, because I need you to point those people out, so then local law enforcement can kick those people out, because we have really good and strong laws pretty much in every state across the union. So. Um, if you have already voted and if you have the time, uh, go and at least drive by, check out your local polling place. And if you're seeing people with guns, maybe go over there and check things out and then see if they're doing anything, anything that you could potentially kick them out for, which would be wonderful. So then everybody there, whether they're voting for people that we like or people that we don't like, everybody should feel safe to vote no matter what, because that is a right that we provide in the United States. Um, what I am much more concerned about is what's going to happen after the election. Um, I do think that there is going to be um, a minority of folks that are going to be really upset. They're going to show up with guns and they're going to try to do something with those guns. But I don't know exactly what they're going to attempt to do with those guns because like it's not like you can just go take your gun down to like downtown and like that's going to figure things out. Um, but I do think people with guns are going to be roving around. Uh, I do think um, Post-election, uh, we're going to see grocery stores a lot more ransacked. That's why I think you want to get to stuff right now. I think you need to get a couple of supplies for a couple weeks and just be ready for some of those things, right? Um, and what a challenged election may look like is it could be, be one of those things that goes through the courts, right? If things go through the courts, there's kind of some checks and balances. I, I am worried about the courts and how the courts will work. But if this is just a legal thing, it's not as bad. Um, but if it's uh, a legal thing that's happening in a lot of different areas, right? Like if every single state's being challenged, there could be an attempt to steal the election that happens, right? Um, what are attempts to steal elections called across the world? They are called coups. And you're like, oh my God, what? Coup? There can't be coups in America. Yes, there could be a coup in America, and we happen to have the folks in place, and we happen to have the folks in power that could support a coup, right? What does a coup look like? It's going to be um, the president saying that I think the, the election was a fraud. Um, I want to have the electors, like, because remember, our votes are not the votes that get counted. There are um, electors, there's people that are hired to go say what our votes are on December 14th, right? And so... That electoral like college type thing is who says who should vote for what. And I do think there's a chance the president might try to attempt to influence those people with the threat of this unfair or bad election or fraudulent election thing to vote for him instead of who we chose and elected. <clears throat> now, if that happens, we need to get busy as people. We need to get out there 
look, what we need to do is immediately stop working. Like basically shut the economy down if that happens, right? Don't go to work, don't spend money, immediately stop all economic stuff. This is why you wanna like make sure your gas is, like your car's full of gas. This is why you wanna make sure that you got plenty of groceries. This is why you wanna make sure your house is pretty safe because you're ready to take action with this thing, right? So first thing is don't expect that we're gonna for sure have election results that night. There's going to be several states. Uh, also, I'm getting this uh, information from Wage Peace. I will link this information to Wage Peace, but I wanted to spread this out and get as many ears on this as much as I could. Um, so again, election night 2020, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, and that weird electoral college is going to do its thing and it's going to take some time. But there's the states have from election night, November 3rd, until uh, December 14th to report the results. So they've always had plenty of time. We're just used to getting alleged results like early. So no, we're not going to know everything on election night. You're not going to necessarily wake up on uh, Wednesday, the day after the election and know that everything's cool and fine or where, I mean, you'll have a better sense of where stuff is, but we won't know everything that day. Right. We could know that enough of the states that have the ability to report, like if there is this blue wave that like so many states have been carried that like right now with all the stores, the states that are reporting uh, with the numbers that they have so far, that things are looking really good. And like, you know, like if Biden gets Texas, if Biden gets Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania and Georgia, like game over. Right. Like there's nothing to worry. Well, we should still be vigilant, uh, but we'll have a sense of like kind of where we are. Um, but. Uh, more likely is they're not going to have processed all those votes. Most of the times, those states don't process all votes. If you're, uh, if you've ever looked at your down ballot races that are reported by your uh, local county official, you can tell it usually takes two, three days for all the votes to be counted and really to have a sense of who won and who lost. That's normal. We're just not used to normal because we're used to the news telling us stuff. So again, do not expect results on election night and be ready for all hell to break loose now. Um, the other thing that you need to do is if there is a wrongful uh, violation of our democratic democracy, not Democrats like democracy norms, then that is a coup. That is the exact definition of what a coup is. And so we need to be prepared for a coup. So if you're seeing a challenged election, you need to start calling it a coup. Do not call it election tampering. Do not call it voter suppression. Um, we need to call it a coup. We need to denounce the coup as strongly as possible. And we will know it is a coup if the government declares someone a winner who did not get the most vo votes. That is officially a coup. Or if someone chooses to stay in power when they did not clearly and for certain in win the election. When will we know for sure if there is a coup going on? Well, we'll give a sense of it, whether it's starting between November 3rd and December 14th. We'll have a sense of like whether it's building or not. But this is where you want to be ready. Uh, ready to stop working, ready to stop spending money, ready to get out in the streets and protest. Protest, 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 protest. Like if we basically shut it down, and again, like 50% of the people don't like Donald Trump. And if 50% of the people stop working, we will have effectively shut everything down. And the police can't stop us. And if we're being, uh, if we're protesting in the correct way, the military can't stop us. 
there's nothing that anybody can do to 50% of the population. It's just not possible. So, um, another thing that you need to know is coups, uh, like an attempt to overthrow the government, has been stopped by regular folks in the past over and over and over again in the past. We just don't know a lot about coups because as Americans, we're not as well informed about the rest of the world as we should be. Um, but the role of the citizenry is crucial. It is absolutely critical. It's absolutely important. And it's because the people got involved and that's what makes the coup fail. So be preparing right now. Talk to at least five people that would be willing to do what I said. Stop spending money. Stop going to work. And start going out in the streets and protesting. Because uh, if you can get five people to do it, if I can get five people to do it, that's a lot of people out there not engaging in the economy and basically shutting civilization down. Um, there was a failed uh, coup attempt in Germany in 1920. We don't know about that. Um, widespread nonviolence uh, can really get things to stop or start very quickly. Uh, when civil servants refers to carry out orders from the coup, that helps a lot too. And another thing I think that people are not really considering with this is I think people are overestimating how much the military likes Trump and underestimating how much they really care about duty, honor, and loyalty to country, right? Like, for the most part, we gotta reach out to the humanity and the people in the armed services and recognize nobody wants to, like, go to war with the American people. Nobody wants to, like, fight against the American people, right? And so we need to trust in their duty, honor, loyalty to the U.S., more than Trump, and we need to call that out of them and say, like, this is what you're here for. You're here for us. You're not for here for whoever thinks they're in charge, right? And there's going to be a lot of wacky things that happen from Dece from November 3rd until J January 14th when somebody new, hopefully, gets inaugurated, right? And until then, we want to show exactly how much power, how much um, ability we have to say, uh, how we think and what we care about. So we need to be ready to act and act quickly, but then also not act alone um, because these power grabs happen really quickly and we need to be prepared. And that's why I'm talking to you about this now. We're less than a week before the election, but we still got some time before uh, Tuesday, November 3rd. On Tuesday, November the 3rd, the world's going to look pretty normal. It'll look maybe kind of normal on Wednesday, but who knows what it's going to start to look like after that. You don't want to be like the last person in line to get the things. Um, also, when you talk about these things, talk about widely shared democratic values, widely shared democratic norms, not Trump, not Biden. We're not having that conversation. We're having a conversation about legitimacy. We're having a conversation about how the way things should happen. We have a conversation about following the rule of law. We're going to keep talking about those things, right? If it's a Biden-Trump thing, we're going to stay very divided, right? And let's say like Biden gets elected and Biden goes bananas and like we need to be able to do these things, right? So that's why you need to talk about specifically um, how democracy matters, how following the rule of law is important, how the people have spoken. These are the things that we need to talk to. It cannot be a Trump-Biden thing. Um, so with that, 
Uh, we need to convince people not to just freeze or to just go along with whatever is happening because there's going to be a very strong sense of that's what we should do because we've never been here before. This is why I'm talking to you about this now. This is why we need to understand what to do with this now. This is why we need to have a conversation with this. I am not proposing to be some radical government um, usurper. I'm not trying to like burn the streets down. I am telling you what we need to do if there is a coup when someone wants to stay in power illegitimately and what steps we need to take to do that, right? And again, I'm not proposing violence. I don't think we should be violent. Actually, it'll be the next thing that we talk about. Um, so I'll, I'll just stop with that. But we need to start convincing and talking to people about this issue now. Um, if, there is an, if there was a corrupt boss at work and they showed up to, to work the day after they were fired and started telling you what to do, you wouldn't do it, right? You'd be like, no, you were fired, get out of here. This is what we are doing with our voice and our ability to get out there and speak about things and actions. Um, so remember, the one thing is people, um, when, when, th when coups don't work, it's when people stop doing what the people who are plotting the coup tell them what to do. Like when someone who is illegitimate power says to do whatever, you just do this. No. It's not fair. I considered talking about this when the governor uh, made it so you couldn't be out on the streets after like 7 o'clock. I was thinking about doing a podcast about like, okay, everybody, let's go out and stand in the street at 7.05. Because if we all do it, they can't stop us. Like, so much of what keeps power and order in place is our acquiescence and our choice to just go along with what's happening. If we were like, you know what, I'm going to show you how much control you don't have because there is so much more us than there is you, right? Remember that when you're scared with these things. Like, the big us is going to take care of us and the big us is going to get this to where we need it to go. Um, now, this is the other thing that's really important. We need to commit actions that represent the rule of law. We need to commit actions that are stable, that there's a plan. There cannot be um, looting. There cannot be rioting. There cannot be destruction of property. We have to be out there just in force over and over saying this is wrong. We're not going to stand for it. We're not going to be complicit with working, spending money, whatever, until this is done. And when we're out there every day over and over again, they're going to get the sense of like, well, there's nothing to do. Like we can't because they can't force you to go to work. They can't force you to spend money. They can't force you to shop. And like the longer and longer this draws out, like the more and more um, the folks that are legitimately in charge and things that really need to happen have the power of our non-acquiescence to move things happen, uh, move things forward. Remember, it's the big we that will stop this problem. And we don't need to be scared. We don't need to be afraid. We just need to be ready to act and say, here's what we're hoping. Here's what we need to happen. We need this to happen. We need this to happen in this way. So last thing is do know that coups can happen in the United States. Um, they have happened in 1898 in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, that happened... Um, in the Jim Crow area, in the Jim Crow era, what was happening against the coup of Jim Crow laws was the civil rights movement, right? These are the nonviolent actions, I'm telling you, that have been incredibly effective over the past. India got rid of British colonial rule 
by being like, we feel as though your government is a coup. So we are going to stop abiding by the laws and engage in civil disobedience. Again, civil disobedience is just not doing what they tell you to do or like breaking laws that don't really hurt anybody. And laws that don't really hurt anybody would be like jaywalking, right? Like it doesn't really hurt anybody. And um, what they did in India is they made salt because there was supposed to be a salt tax. And they're like, well, I'm going to show you. I'm just going to make this salt, and I'm not going to have to pay tax on it because I can just make this salt. And there's so many people here making salt, you can't stop us from making salt, right? Uh, lastly, is center yourself in calmness and resolute action and understand there is not a need for fear. When we're here and when we're out here with each other, we're going to be okay, all right? And so again, I'm not saying like overthrow the government. I'm saying this is what happens. This is how to prevent a coup if a coup happens. I'm hoping we wake up on uh, the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, the week after, and there's really no problem. This is just what to do. This is how to wage peace if peace is not weighed, if, if um, illegitimacy happens or if people attempt to overthrow our right to say what we have asked for. Now, if legitimately Trump wins the election, I am not going to be out there like doing non-coup action. And like, we'll have a sense of what that truly looks like, like two, three days after the election, right? Um, if the people want that to happen, it's gonna be stressful, it's gonna suck, but I'm gonna have to learn how to live through the next four years. So I'm not saying Let's just do this stuff if there is no evidence of a problem or evidence of an issue. We just need to be ready because I think there is evidence of a growing issue. I think there is evidence of a growing problem. So with that, last thing is you need to prepare now to deter a coup before the election happens. You need to get ready to deter it, to stop it right? We need to get ready to get some money together. We need to get ready to get food together. We need to get ready to potentially to take care of each other while this stuff happens. Uh, Michelle and I have enough food that if we needed to take care of some folks, we could. We have enough toilet paper if we need to take care of some folks, we could, right? We're not hoarding it. We're getting ready to use it for uh, in support of others, right? Um, and then lastly, uh, in this spirit of being ready, um, this is the pledge that Choose Democracy has put forward. Um, one, commit to vote. If you have not voted, there still is time to vote. I made sure to get this podcast done with time to vote and to also to tell you what to do to make sure your vote was counted. Two, um, we will also commit to refusing to accept election results until all votes have been counted and all votes have been processed. The people that work on this stuff are very proud people. They've been doing this stuff for a long time. If you look at the people that volunteer at your polling stations, those are really nice, happy people. And like nobody's scary, nobody's intimidating. They've been doing this for a long time. And like, thank goodness for those servants that do those things, right? So let's trust in the people that count stuff and um, hope that, that we will do their job in the way that we ask them to. Now, um, the other commitment is that we will nonviolently take to the streaks, immediately shut down all economic action if a coup is attempted. We're like vowing that we will do this thing. Again, if a coup is attempted on either side, this is what we're coming to commit to do. And then lastly, if we need to, we are willing to shut down our, the country with our economic action, with our lack of compliance, with our nonviolence, but with our staying in the streets, 
we're not going to break laws. We're just going to be like, this is wrong, and we're not okay with this. Because at some point in time, if enough of us are out there, and if enough of us are saying this is wrong, and we're acting with integrity, and we're being nonviolent, and we're doing nothing wrong, they will see they can't govern us because we refuse to be governed. That is the power that we have inside. If you're scared, let me know. Um, if you need to talk to me, email me at inclusiveactivismcoctus.net. And again, I'm not proposing a revolutionary action here. I am talking about what to do if a coup happens. I am not trying to foment hatred or distrust. I'm just talking about what steps we can take if things go weird and things go bananas. I'm hoping I listen to this in February and I'm like, well, that was a big nothing burger of information, right? So with that... I talked to you about getting your vote in. I've talked about some of my thoughts and feelings and the weird controversial parts of the election and who to vote for. I talked to you about how to make sure your vote would show up and count uh, on or before November 3rd uh, within, contextually within Arizona, right? Contextually within um, Arizona specifically, but also a little bit outside of that, right? So if you have your mail-in ballot, you need to go drop that bad boy off or make a plan to vote in person on November 3rd. Uh, the other thing that I talked to you about is getting ready for some unrest, right? Get out there, get some shopping done, try to get like a couple weeks of food together. Um, if you can get food together to take care of other people, do, but do not hoard that food because that is just wrong and completely unnecessary. You don't need like three months of food, like for what I'm proposing. We need a couple months of food to take care of the people around us to make sure that they're okay in case things go down. Um, lastly, uh, I talked to you about what is a coup, what does a coup look like, um, how people have stopped coups in the past, and what we could do to, to stop a coup if a coup happened here in the U.S. Now with that, my thoughts and prayers are going to be that everything goes well. I'm going to trust and believe in the people that have signed up for these jobs, and I am going to hope that the American people have spoken. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a blue wave. If it's a red wave, I'll accept that too, because that's the deal we signed up for in America right? Um, but I'm hoping it's a blue wave. I'm hoping um, politics can be boring again. Um, I'm really looking forward to politics being boring again. And I'm looking forward to uh, a hopeful, peaceful transfer of power uh, and that everything, again, in February starts to get really nice and boring again because it's been way too active for way too long. So with that, peace and blessings to you. Uh, know I'm here for you. Inclusive activism at cox.net. Um, also, the Facebook page and everything else like that is available. If you feel like this information was really valuable, please share it with somebody else. Again, remind them I am not trying to foment insurrection or revolution. I'm talking about holding on to the country, especially if it's we're holding on to the country um, because there's an illegitimate threat that's been placed against us. Remember, the government is we the people. And I think they forgot that we are the people. When we all get out and when we all tell them, uh-uh, we're not having this. Like, we support legitimacy. We support uh, rule of law. We support the process. Uh, and we stop acting in the way that they want us to act. They're going to realize we have a lot more power than they forgot we have we have tons of power and like all we got to do is stop acquiescing and they're gonna know who's in charge right away so with that i send out peace love and blessings i hope you're well um, i'm hoping none of this stuff happens uh again hopefully this is just an informational podcast in retrospect um so with that take care uh and i'll talk to you after the election bye
Thank you.